What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I, at some point, I, at some point, I want to hit the record button. You know, that helps. You've already hit it, motherfucker. I know what it is. I'm not. Listen, we have to go over the rules of Potter's War again. Exactly, which hence why I know you've already hit the record button. I can tell everybody it's not Tuesday though, and that's a shoot. <laughs> and I, I don't even know why I do that anymore because the show doesn't come out till Friday. So shit, I, I sound like a dickhead every single time. <laughs> you do, but yeah. it's part of the fun. Thank you, thank you. I, I didn't need confirmation on that balls, but thank you for confirmation that I didn't need. You do, you do. Yeah. Pretty much. Look, look at how much pleasure he took in, you know, agreeing with you there. Hey, we're not yeah. arguing. Look at this. This is us getting along. I'm agreeing with what you're saying. Oh, it's well, harmonious. You smug oh. of a bitch. Shout to the sultry, soulful tones of the one, the only Anderson Pack. If you all haven't checked out his latest album, Ventura, I highly suggest that you do. And he has a actually a very excellent point. No one begs anymore. Because if you guys remember back in the day when it came to the R&B songs, like 75% of the songs was the dude fucking up and him begging and pleading his woman to come back home. And uh, considering how my evening has gone, I think I'm going to have to get in that begging mode here after we uh, finish recording. But that's neither here nor there. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to the latest edition of Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And I'm going to use my head and say, uh, please, baby, 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 please, baby, 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 please, baby, 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 please. Now, how can you use your head as the list? 
I'm glad you asked. You can take yourselves to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up your official chair shot t-shirts. We've got the Jesus Did the Job shirt. We've got the shirt that is sweeping the internet by storm, endorsed by the man himself, Baron Corbin, i.e. Baron Corbin sucks. We've got uh, Save Tag Team Wrestling. We've got the Corona chair shot logo. We've got a we've got chair shot three sixteen. That's one of my personal faves as well. We've got a lot of cool designs. We've got old school. We've got new school. And if you enjoy what we do and the content that we provide you, come fox with your boys a little bit, man, and spend a little paper, man. And again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. We're also patrons now, so if you enjoy what we do, not just us, but all the great content we provide across the the board with all the chair shot shows. If you want to give them a little early, if you want to get a little extra. All it's going to cost you is $5. Like, come on, y'all. It's $5 for us. You're paying 12 for the uh, Wrestling Observer. So you pay $5 for us, nine ninety nine for the WWE Network, and you're good on all of your wrestling needs. Point blank, period. Go to patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. And one more again, patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Without further ado y'all know me i'm mr velvet pipes christopher platt and as always i'm joined by the illustrious one and only illustrious in quotation marks mr andrew blast thank you <laughs> thank you for that one quotations and all um, it, you know i'll it. take it like ah, it's, it's, a, it's a time of the, the week again hey mr platt yes and i you sound so excited to be here so you know fuck you very much i mean it's you know it, Everybody's got that nine to five in the day, you know, doesn't always uh, lend to a lot of energy after he, work. He's worried about other things right now, and I can tell him that it's looking like a double. <laughs> Wonderful. One minute. That doesn't one help minute. either. One minute, till, <laughs> one minute till a double. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. And then third voice that you hear, ladies and gentlemen, is the one and only, the commissioner himself, Mr. PC Tunney. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, how you doing? Uh, just so everybody knows, at some point, Andrew Blaz is a Washington Capitals fan, and they are in overtime against the Carolina Hurricanes, and he just couldn't take it. Shout out to Big Dave, big Washington Caps fan. Uh, I am watching the game for him. He has turned it off. He is going to be going to war intellectually, wrestling-wise, with Mr. Christopher Platt, and at some point I will jump in the show, and he will either rejoice abundantly and, and have such... Uh, you know, positive energy moving forward, or he will, I don't know, he could, anything as bad as leave the call here or, or, or just be very somber the rest of the way, I feel like. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> well, no, number one, if we're going to an intellectual war, one of us is sadly outnumbered, but that's neither here nor there. Number two, oh, don't never mind. Don't talk about I found yourself it. like that, buddy. I'm sorry about you. Don't worry. I, I'm not. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I have a lot of issues, man, but one of them is not self-esteem. I'm good on that department. <laughs> well, that's good. As, you. as a matter of fact, my ego and my accomplishments probably don't match up very well. That's probably somewhat of a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as you act like they do, that's all that matters. Hey, man, I speak it into existence as I look at it. Yeah, that works. If I keep telling myself I'm the shit, eventually, at some point in time, I will, in fact, end up being the shit. As opposed can to, you speak into existence a Capitals victory against the Hurricanes so we can just get through this round? <laughs> I don't 
know if my powers extend to that. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was game seven. Yeah, I know. That's why I stopped watching. Ah, you one of them. Okay, fair enough. I, I've had those Browns games where it's like, I can't take this shit. I got to turn it off. I, I feel you. Well, it, as, as much as you say Brown's going to Brown, for the exception of last year, Caps were going to Caps. So, like, Caps like to cap size most of the time in the playoffs. Last year was an anomaly. <laughs> well, I've noticed this, man, and I speak from experience being a Cleveland sports fan. This is what happens when you finally get over the hump, unless you're from Boston, of course. You start to smell yourself a little too much, and you get wildly overconfident, forgetting all the previous history that is against you, despite that one outlier year that just happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Capitals fans will never forget. We're we're some of the most realistic and cynical group of fans ever. Ask Big Dave when you get a shot to talk to him. That's fair, because I I ran into this conundrum. um, What was it? Was it 20? I can't remember. Was it 2016 or 2017 when the uh, the Indians were playing the Cubs in the World Series and the Indians were up 3-1 and the Cubs ended up coming back and winning the 17? I think, right? Yeah, it was the year after Back to the Future predicted it. Yeah, and yeah, that one was rough. And I, I knew it was going to go all bad when they it was game six back in Cleveland, and it was the pop fly, and it, like it fell, oh, yeah. I think it fell like between the center fielder and the shortstop. You know what I mean? On some major league shit. And I'm like, holy shit, we finna lose this whole series. Yeah, that was just the baseball gods being like, nope. <laughs> We're on to a double. Yeah, so double overtime. <sighs> so we'll, we'll keep you posted, man. <laughs> mm. Okay. First overtime just ended. Can we get to the first question then before double overtime? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Gentlemen, Firefly Funhouse. And you know what? God damn it, Vince. Get out of my head. Get out of my get out of my DMs and Twitter. Stop listening to my show. Stop stealing all of my ideas, okay? I'm just gonna stop right there with that. Gentlemen, can this new gimmick for Bray Wyatt serve him well enough to bring him back and vault him ahead of where he was this attraction that couldn't win a big match? Well, first and foremost, man, with all due respect to the Fire, what was it, Firefly Funhouse, I have to give shout out to Jojo Offerman, who clearly has that fire box. Like, God damn, like he's made a complete 180. <laughs> this, this, yo, 
Yo, real spit, man. This reminds me of y'all remember when Erica Badu was fucking the rappers, and you know, when she fucked the rapper, they started dressing like Angela Lansbury from Murder She Wrote. This is what <laughs> <laughs> This is what that reminds me of, man. He's done a complete 180. But all jokes aside, and I've heard a little bit of backlash about this vignette on Twitter, which I don't understand, and you people need to get a life. Like, yo, man, it's obviously a different direction uh we all think that the bray wyatt character has a lot of potential and this whole thing it's 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 peewee's playhouse meets mr rogers meets what the fuck (laughs) i don't i don't really know how better i can uh summarize what we just saw that being said all things aside he looks like he's in tremendous shape and He's ready for a big push. And I still think that Bray could be a main event player. And he's been gone long enough for people to actually miss him. And I'm intrigued. I don't understand how you couldn't be intrigued after this one vignette. Like, it is what it is. And I I see people shitting on it. But how can you shit off it or shit on it after, like, one vignette? We don't know where this is headed yet. I do have my – how should I say it? I, I think I know where it's headed because I've watched this thing a few times trying to kind of get a grasp on it. Uh, some of the things that stood out for me, for example, was number one, when he first walked into the room, you saw that there was a rock, rocking chair that was covered up by a blanket there. And then he's got the two gloves. And what is it? One of them says hate and one of them says he. And even, yeah, and even when he was talking to uh, uh, to the audience when were booing him, you could see that sinister look in his eyes. So this is going somewhere. Where? I have no idea, but I'm willing to go along for the ride. What about you, Drew? I mean, I agree with you. The, the hurt and the heel gloves were fantastic. I, I like the little nod to Waylon Mercy, since that was obviously the inspiration for the Bray character with the buzzard being named Mercy with the Hawaiian shirt. And, you know, the witch is obviously Sister Abigail to some well, degree. See, that's not... That, 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 that's funny. That's where you took it because I always thought the um, the inspiration for the Bray character was Robert De Niro from Cape Fear. But go ahead, man. It could be that partially too, but th- there's there's a lot of crossover with Waylon Mercy character, and the buzzer definitely helps. So, uh, yeah, there, there's a, there were a lot of little wrinkles of darkness, like when he put the gloves on and covered his face. You saw the whole whole scene just got dark and slow and ominous real quick, and then he kept with the the kitty kind of gimmick and i mean when he says i'll light the way if you let me in and he's a guy giggling with a chainsaw cutting up stuff <laughs> like th- th- there's yeah. obviously a lot there to unpack <laughs> so i don't know i, I love i love the vignette though honestly like that left me giggling for a couple days like I, they, they showed it again on smackdown and i just i was still amused by it so I don't know where it's going, and honestly, I don't care. My only two requests are Bo Dallas needs to show up as a mailman, and if Curtis Axel doesn't come in in a cowboy hat for the very obvious Cowboy Curtis reference back to, like, no, Pee-wee, no, no, then no, I'm just no, going to be sad. No, 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 no. If we're going to do Cowboy Curtis, no, if we're going to do Cowboy Curtis, right, it's got to be Apollo Crew. Or bring back Darren Young. Like if we're gonna do Cowboy Curtis right, we got let's do Cowboy do, Curtis right. If we're gonna do Cowboy Curtis right, it's gotta be our truth. Yeah. 
but he's on the wrong branch. <laughs> he's on the wrong branch right now. Xavier. I disagree with you, but yes, Cowboy <laughs> Curtis definitely needs to be Ron Killings. Yes, yes. But still, like Curtis, Axel, a cowboy hat. They don't even need to call him Cowboy Curtis. They could call him anything else, but it's a good reference. That's all I was going for. But if, if he did have little friends, I'll be a little mad. It would be funny to see Curtis Axel with one of those, like, blackjack uh, mulligan vest with the itty-bitty cowboy hat like Kurt Angle had on SmackDown back in the day. And, hey, guys, it's Cowboy Curtis. Okay, that could be funny. And with how much history there is between those two families, the Hennings, the Rotundas, and, you know, all that, come on. Like, they have to be able to put that together. Enough references and goofy shit. But, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. I, I like what's going on. I feel like PC wants to say something, so please. I heard a possible uh, Eric Young could be playing a character in the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, I guess. That makes sense. I guess. I'm not, well, I'm not as high on Eric Young as a lot of other people are. I think he's extremely talented, but I don't think he's going to be a major player, so that would be that would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, we know that Eric Young can play any kind of character because he was either goofball in TNA, like the ass of the joke, or he even had that small serious run where he was the leader of World Elite or whatever their like United Nations kind of group was, and then what he got a concussion or hit his head during a match and then went back to goofy looking through trash for the TNA championship kind of shit. So he, he's got range when it comes to his ability to pull off a character and he's not a bad wrestler. So I'm fine with it. I don't love it. But the fact that they have to repackage him anyway since Sanity's not around makes a lot of sense. That's fair. Oh, I thought PC was about to say something. And, and again, like I, yeah, just to reiterate, like he's he looks to be in phenomenal shape. He's been gone long enough where people actually miss him. And I, I, I know, DeMarco, faces and heels don't exist anymore. But Bray Wyatt was clearly positioned as a heel, which I think he was miscast. I, I really think that Bray Wyatt has been a face this whole time. I mean, anytime you can get 80,000 people, myself included, the WWE number is 100,000, but whatevs, to throw up their cell phones and be fireflies, that's babyface activity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, the same thing can be said for Elias, because people still buy into the what Elias says and they react correctly and the same thing with the Iconics even though the Iconics aren't positioned as a fan favorite kind of kind of grouping but I don't know I, I guess to end the, this topic I would like to say I would really like Firefly Funhouse to be the official theme song of Pot is War because you know it, it just it encompasses everything about the vibe of the show and how you know we're just friends and come on you, you really don't want the whole experience to end no no Tony now Aww. well if any anybody that has spent more than five minutes with you would disagree that they, they don't want the experience to end i'm not saying i'm just saying wow that hurt i don't even have really like, i don't even have the kid gag reel to like just you know boo or feel bad for me right now i feel just really that hurt I'm that just, hurt I'm just, I'm just sad you, you hurt the, me somewhere read your shit i've said to you and that, that's, that's just, the one that's just cruel that's, that's the just, one when it, when it hurts that bad, you should go to the old Peter Griffin uh, gig. Yeah. Do, do you want a virtual hug? Is that what you're... No, we're not going back here? to that. 
We're not going. No, 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 Down goes Rusev. Oh, Kinshasa fells Xavier Woods. Oh, wait a minute. Kofi pushed Owens out of the way. Totally paradise. Great thinking by Kingston. But what the? Wait a minute. Do you wish <clears throat> I it's funny because I, I want to ask the, the lame question of, oh, boy, you know, Kevin Owens turn. But do you wish they would have played it out one more week or did they do it right week two? Because we all knew this was going to happen, right? I mean, yeah, it was Kevin Owens. He turns on everybody. So nobody was surprised. And the. I've, I've heard the arguments that it should have lasted a week longer, a couple of weeks or something. And in the grand scope of everything, they're not wrong, per se. But in the fact that we have to get through money in the bank and then they've got um, blood money or the jam in the sand or whatever jam we're calling the, the, the next one, you, you know, like a week or two later. Let's not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not. Let's not shit on the Saudi government. No, 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 I'm not. The American government has committed more atrocities than any other government. I agree with you a thousand percent. And no, no, I wasn't thinking blood money. That that was an IWC thing. I was thinking fuck oil money. That's what you called it at one point. Yes, I did. Yes. See that I knew there was something with money, so I just got the name wrong. But so that's a bigger match for Saudi Arabia. It's something that you can drag out over the course of two pay-per-views that are within two weeks of each other or whatever the hell the timeline is. And that's the same reason why I think, you know, like AJ Styles won on Raw because we know Daniel Bryan's injured conveniently because he doesn't want to do the Saudi thing and WWE's respecting his decision to not play along with that. So he's currently injured, so you need a bigger name to kind of go up for the title and that this all makes sense so if we didn't have to placate an audience outside of the regular kind of wwe viewing audience of north america yes it should have lasted a week or two longer but the fact that wwe is now doing lots of special shows either australia or saudi arabia or they did one in dubai at some point like the fact that they're branching out a little more I expect certain things to feel rushed or truncated a little bit. Like, oh, we could have got more out of that, but all right, this is still fine. What do you think, Chris? So, you think that Daniel Bryan is quote unquote conveniently injured? Oh, yeah. I don't think he's actually hurt because last year he didn't want to do the jam in the sand. So, that's why they had him do the match 
ahead of time on SmackDown against AJ, and then AJ fought, what, Samoa Joe or some shit like that at Jam in the Sand? So if he didn't want to do Saudi Arabia in whatever that was, November or October, he's not going to want to do it now in May. So I think this is just one of those let's write him off TV for a month, get Kofi a a high-profile kind of match, angle whatever we want, give him his first defense, you know, solidifies him as champion, and then we can reintroduce Daniel when it's back the normal daily grind, so to speak. See, I'm not that cynical about it because, I mean, we've obviously heard reports that Daniel was injured, but it's been very, um, we haven't heard a lot about what that injury might possibly be. So I'm so not that cynical about it. It, it. it could be bullshit. It could be just it's after Mania and Mellon Farmers take time off after Mania. Like, for example, nobody thinks Randall Orton is, is injured, but he's just taking some time off. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to really speculate. I... I'm just saying, when when I first heard that he might possibly have been injured and then you hear radio silence about what that injury could possibly be, you you know I thought the worst. I, my, my head went immediately to the worst-case scenario. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I go the opposite way because if you, if you think about real sports, even though I realize this is not a real sport, it's sports entertainment, simulated combat, whatever wording you want to use, even if Tom Brady is on a bullshit injury report for the Patriots, they still say toe, back, neck, shoulder. They give you some kind of vague hypothesis of where the injury is. If you just hear so-and-so is injured because we say so, that that doesn't really lend a lot of credence to this injury report, quote-unquote. So unless you say something like Samoa Joe, when he was injured a couple years ago and couldn't make uh, Mania for his match against Cena, they said there was a toe injury. It came out a couple of days later when we found out he wasn't going to be there, but they still said, there's an injury, here's the approximate location. They didn't say plantar fasciitis, they didn't say ingrown toenail or athlete's foot or broken toe, they just said toe injury, which is fine, I accept that. But when it's, dude's hurt, how? Pain. Okay, thank well- you. Okay, well, number one, uh, pro- uh, real quote-unquote sports are a lot m- closer to WWE than you all want to realize. But that's a different topic for a different show. Number two, like you said, they they commented on, on Samoa Joe. He's got uh, uh, whatever you just said. I'm not even going to try to repeat that, but y'all heard what he just, just said. <laughs> the fact that they're, <laughs> but the fact that they're nondescript with this injury, that's what gives me pause for the cause. And I mean, it could be I'm just getting worked, but the fact that they haven't come out and said, "Well, he's dealing with this or he's dealing with that," and he's not a face, he's a heel. So there would really be, you know, storyline wise or you know, kayfabe pal, there would be no rationale or explanation whatsoever to not tell us he's hurt and this is what's wrong with him. So that was, I, I, I'm not saying that there's something going on with his head. I'm just saying that type of scenario gives me pause for the cause. Now, back to the original topic with Kevin Owens, let me say this. Wow. You know, I didn't see that coming at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah, it was believable. It, it, it completely took me for a loop, and I was totally out of the blue. You're almost as genuine as Seth Rollins' promos, buddy. Good job. <laughs> <Jesus Christ. laughs> I mean, 
you know, it, it makes New Day look like some fucktards, because why in the bloody fuck would you ever trust like, at all? Like, this is the exact same scenario that always happens with Kevin Owens, and you know, I... I I, I was gonna come on here and kind of shit on how they've been booking New Day because you know last week they had Kofi coming out and twerking and and balls. Maybe you can refresh my memory about that time that Stone Cold Steve Austin came out uh, shaking his his man pussy uh, when he was WWE champion. That time he turned and joined the corporation. He was basically a walking man pussy. Yes, but did he literally, like, shake his man pussy on national television? Oh, see that? I, I mean, what was popular at that point? The Macarena? I don't, I don't think Stone Cold could say the Macarena, much less do it. So, Dude, I don't think we're going to see that. your man pussy is no longer I know longer what you mean. <laughs> booty. Something as booty is not popular either. That shit was popular <laughs> without the college. Oh, pot is Don't you dare be sour. Maybe I'm maybe you're just too far ahead of the curve that you realize the curve and the fashion and the style is actually behind. So you're you're just too fashion forward and too progressive in your way of thinking. No, that's just the black experience, man. <laughs> <laughs> what Yo, is that a new tag team? Are they are Yo, they man. with the Viking experience, the black experience? Is that going to be Velveteen Dream and like the Street Profits come up as the black experience? That's hilarious. By the way. <laughs> Do you know what I need to do? I need to create a domain where I sell all the used, outdated black slang to white people. I'll be a goddamn millionaire. Because I mean, for real, for real. <laughs> I, I, I need to do that. But back to the Kevin Owens thing. Um, yeah, I, I, it was a little early for me. I didn't think that that was where they were going to go. I thought, again, this is my naivete. I thought that they were going to drag this shit out till SummerSlam, but... Clearly, no. We're in a microwaveable world right now. So it'll be a good match, and it'll be a good win for Kofi. And and it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't Kevin Owens be pissy? Because, I mean, Kofi literally gives Manny a match away from him. So why wouldn't he be pissy about the situation? That makes perfect sense. It does. Kevin's actually validated for a change in his temper tantrum, so to speak. So I agree with you. Like I said... Under normal circumstances, I I would also agree that it's a little quick, but given the fact that Saudi Arabia is very shortly after money in the bank, this is a headliner kind of, you know, box office kind of angle. I'm okay with them pulling the trigger early because Saudi Arabia would rather see Kofi and Kevin Owens in something, even if it's a tag match or if it's a triple threat or if it's a rematch of a one-on-one with a stipulation over Kofi and Mustafa Ali or Kofi and whoever the fuck else you would throw in there for no apparent reason. So I I get what you're saying. I don't disagree, but I think their main reason was the business side of fuck oil money. I'm glad you said that because that brought up another point that I wanted to make on Daniel Bryan. Then we can move on from here. You said that uh, part of the reason they're playing up this Daniel Bryan injury is because that way he doesn't have to go to the desert and the jam in the sand. But, uh-huh. dude, it's April. That shit ain't until June, bro. I thought it was in May. No, they changed it to June. Oh, they moved it? Yes. Because I thought it was supposed to be in May. No, they moved like, the I other pay-per-view. I told you they moved it. No, they moved the other pay-per-view, I, I thought. 
Like, I literally just told you they moved it. Bro, Andrew Belaz, let me explain something to you. I get that right you just now. said it. That's no, no, why no, no, I'm no, no, saying no. I didn't explain. realize that. No, no, no. Let me, let me explain something to you right now, okay? Uh-huh. If I, I tell you it's raining cats and dogs outside, you let me know whether you want a Siamese or a Shih Tzu, motherfucker. Okay, that's how this works, okay? My word is bond, bruh. Good to know. Good yes. to know. Yes. So... Still, though, it's, what, June... I just looked it up. It's June 7th for time frame references, which is still only three weeks after Money in the Bank. So, eh, it's plausible. Money, 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 money. Money! It's, money, it's money, plausible money, that money. you're not going to see Daniel until that point, because that still gives him two months to set up for something for SummerSlam. So, it's, it's plenty uh-huh. of time, and if he is injured, or if it's kayfabe injured, he does have a baby. You know, he's got a family. Money. He can't be upset, and Dude. maybe you're right. Maybe it, there is something more to it. I I like the fact that you're not as cynical about the situation as I am, but I'm just more on the he doesn't want to be in that, so it's a good way to write him off TV for a couple months. Do we get uh, Daniel and Kofi at SummerSlam? Oh, that's interesting because I, I mean the 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 the. Easy money would be Roman and Kofi at SummerSlam, but I think we're heading towards Lars and Roman at SummerSlam. So perhaps that's where Daniel gets his rematch and and gets the belt back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not against it because I do think Roman's going to be stuck, basically fending off the McMahon's hired hands at the time. Be it you know Lars, please please, please don't tell me. We got Roman. We're gonna get Shane McMahon versus. Yes, we are. Roman. Yep. Yep. That's SummerSlam. That's SummerSlam. That's Roman Summer. Roman Summer is against the McMahons, and maybe it's Vince and Shane against Roman, right? Or maybe that's Ambrose's return. Vince and Shane against Roman, and choosing of his partner, and Ambrose comes back. But Roman's not gonna sniff the title till he's gonna win the Rumble. He'll win it next Mania. Vince ain't wrestling no more, man. Vince is a uh, uh, Golden Girls age right now. Okay. He ain't wrestling well, he's no listening more, now, I, I so he's definitely wrestling. Shane and Roman at SummerSlam. That's just not what I want to see happen. You that did hear that voice. rumor that they're playing with the idea of putting the strap on Shane, right? Oh, that'd be mm. awesome. I'm in. I'm in there like swimwear. You like that idea, Tony? Oh, fuck yeah. Why not? It just pisses everybody else off. It, it would be a heat magnet, but, you it know, is. the... I, my my blackness won't allow me to condone that fucking <laughs> <laughs> period. Okay, I'm just, I don't I give a damn. Like the idea, but you, you you kiss my ass, suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. I'm biased. My blackness won't allow me to co-sign that bullshit as idea. Although it would be a heat magnet, clearly, because you see how upset I'm getting about just thinking about it. First, what t- if Shane's the one that takes the belt off of Kofi, and then we see something like Elias and Lars against Kofi and Roman, so the McMahons try to basically position everybody, you know, against each other and away from the belt because Shane bullshits his way into fucking beating New Day and beating Kofi. That shit makes so much goddamn sense. Shane taking the belt off of Kofi, then I'm pissed off that PC and you ball even put that into the lexicon because goddamn it, I can <laughs> what see that do? scenario happening yeah. and it's pissing me off just I'm thinking sorry. about it. What? Yeah, what do we do? Balls, goddamn it. Let's go Carolina. Let's go Hurricane. Wow! No! Oh! 
No, don't yeah. speak that into existence. Oh, I'm already safe. Oh, 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 here they come. Bitch. Three on two. I hope Kofi gets his ass Three on two. Oh, what a save. This is real time, folks. <laughs> Listen, before we move to the next topic, I just got to say, we got a leader in the clubhouse for uh, Pod is Work. We like to name the show as we go. So this, this show already has a leader in the clubhouse, and it's my blackness won't allow me to co-sign that shit. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Uh, okay, so before we go to the next topic, just quick, just real quick, man, I have to point out how much it tickles me that the Money in the Bank theme song is also the wrestling theme song for our president of the United States. Like, I, I just get a kick out of that. <laughs> and it, it's a bootleg uh, for the love of money by the OJs. Just like, money! They got a black woman saying, money! Money, 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 money! Money, 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 money. That's also our, our president's theme song, gentlemen. Money. Money, 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 money. You stopped money. the third topic for this. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> money, 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 money. It could get worse, trust me. For the love of money, people will steal from their mother. For the love of money, people will rob their own brother. Gentlemen, 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 three words, and then it's ready, set, go. Charlotte has pull. I really wish you would have set that up a little bit better, but okay, we'll go with what we got. Then you give the context, Chris. God damn it, I'm not the moderator. It's not my job to get context, Andrew. It's my job to give opinions, to be witty, to be charming, to be charismatic, and every now and again, randomly break out in the song. All right, fine. I needed a beer, and now you're mad at me. Charlotte's fucking Andrade. Talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of want that to be the title of the show now. Okay, so, okay, let me give a little backstory for those that don't know. So, let let me give a little backstory for those that don't know. All right, so, obviously, yes, Charlotte is fucking Andrade. I I think think that's pretty widely known throughout the IWC. Is that correct, Uh, Mr. Blas? You are their chief. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. So, To the superstar shakeups last week, uh, Andrade, Alistair Black were both on Raw, and now suddenly, by the move, by the thing, yeah. Sorry, Andrew. Hurricane is something like a slurricane. Hurricane, but you could call me slurricane. Hurricane. But you could call me Slurricane. 
Now I hope Shane beats the shit out of Kofi and takes the belt. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> Just, wow! That's where I'm going, oh, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Anywho, I mean, y'all won the title last year. Shut the fuck up. We have a coconut smile and shut the fuck up. Anywho, ah. back to saying. What, 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 what are you going to say something? No, Charlotte's fucking Andrade. Continue. Charlotte's fucking Andrade. And all of a sudden, after last week, yes, again, Andrade and Aleister Black were on Raw, and now all of a sudden, bada boom, bada beam, they're on SmackDown. And the prevailing logic from the IWC, Mr. Belaz's community, is that Charlotte has some pull, and she was able to get her significant other back onto the blue brand. Personally, I think that's horseshit, but what do you think, Balls? I mean, I don't buy it, really. I mean, her last name's Flair. She's going to have some pool purely because of the legacy. But we all knew that people had issues getting to Canada last week, and that it was kind of two thrown-together shows because of travel issues. So maybe, maybe Charlotte has pool. Or maybe they just realized they wanted to do something else and they could get away with changing how they moved people because there was the built-in excuse of the ice storm fucked up travel, so we kind of just had to do what we had to do. And now we, we have Cesaro on Raw and all this other stuff got moved this week instead of last week. So who knows? Plus Vince signs off on everything at the end anyway, so it doesn't matter what pool anyone has, Vince still has to say yes. God damn it. I hate when I agree with you because God damn it. I just hate when I agree with you. But yeah, (laughs) you know, it it sounds good because the narrative that they've been putting in the storyline that they were pushing going into WrestleMania is that Charlotte is the golden child and she has all this pool behind the scenes, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, she only has so much pool. I mean, yes, she is a player, but God damn it. Her daddy didn't have that much pool and her daddy is a gold. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's hard for me to believe that Charlotte has more pull than her father ever had in WWE. I think this is a scenario, like Ball said, where there were some issues, some travel issues last week. Some Mellon Farmers got sick as well, and they just quite weren't done with the superstar shakeup. And if anything, I think this might have been a move to benefit Aleister Black, seeing as how he's the one that had the vignette on SmackDown this week. And, you know, they threw a little bullshit angle together between Andrade and Finn Bauer, and I mean, it makes sense, but that's some shit it sounds like they threw together at the last minute, like before the show started, you know what I mean? But the fact that Aleister Black actually had a vignette on the show, I feel like it was more about that. Getting him onto SmackDown and possibly getting him away from uh, Mr. Rick O'Shea. And I mean, obviously, if Alistair Black is going to go on SmackDown. His wife is in a, a you know a program with Andrade, so of course they're going to move over there. So I, I feel like this had more to do with Alistair Black than it had to do with Charlotte. But I understand why people get their panties in a bunch because that's the prevailing narrative that Charlotte just can't do no wrong and WWE worked you Melon Farmers into thinking that that was actually true and now this is why this is even a story and why it's one of our goddamn topics. So let me get this right. Charlotte, Andrade, Zelina, and 
Alistair are all on the same brand? Let's see. Okay. Do, would you guys mind if, if we, we did a very special, in honor of the upcoming 200th episode edition of Your Opinion Man? Sure. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, Your Opinion Man. How do you feel, or let's put it this way, in a yes or no question. Do you feel like it would be a good idea to start a heel faction with the four of them? No. No. Oh, fuck you guys. That was a horrible addition of... <laughs> you're you're, you're well, not my type, but know, thanks for the like, offer. Uh, your opinion, man. Break kayfabe, put them together. I still want Andrade and Zelina Vega to end up together because they just look so goddamn cute together, man. They just make <laughs> sense. I understand, like, Zelina, she's got her thing. Like, I saw the uh, WWE ride-along where she talking about she's got, a, you know, she's got a thing for white dudes with tattoos. So if I was you guys, I, I would get inked the fuck up in case shit don't work out. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I have zero tattoos. How about you, Balls? I have one. On your balls? Where's how, on my balls, in case I ever forget what they are, it's just balls. I figured it was on your ass. You had on one on one cheek, you had K, and then on the other cheek, you had Fade, Fade rather. So you know, <laughs> when you squeeze them together. <laughs> no, I was gonna get welcome aboard tattooed on my cock, but yeah, they can't make print that small. <laughs> So you got WA on there instead, right? <laughs> Basically. Pop. <laughs> but yeah, I think people are making way too much of the quote unquote pull that Charlotte Flair has. I mean, at the end of the day, she's still a worker. If they didn't have pull like that, why in the hell would you think she would have pull like that? And I think this was a decision based upon and uh, uh, another thing that I've heard thrown out is that um, Fox wanted a more of a more Latino representation on the SmackDown brand, which you know I don't know if I buy that because you know it's it's we still have so many months before SmackDown actually goes to Fox. But I will say this, like you know, believe it or not, Fox actually has a very high Latino viewership. Like, you know what I mean? Like, most, I mean, like, real spit, man, most Latinos kind of uh, been towards the conservative end of the of the spectrum. I mean, you know, they're entrepreneurs. Uh, they're, 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 they're really big on family and traditional values, and they tend to be highly Christian and religious as well. Like, they kind of been towards the conservative bent. So I can understand them wanting to get more Latinos onto the show for that particular reason. Like, it is what it is. Like, I'm not saying nothing that's not true. You know what I mean? Like, Balls literally just co-signed what I said. If y'all need a white voice to co-sign what I just said. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm surprised Rey Mysterio is not on SmackDown. And not just because of being Latino, but of his broad appeal and and he's one of the most well-known wrestlers like of non-wrestling fans i think it's because he only signed a two-year contract if i remember correctly and they wanted to get him on the quote-unquote flagship show before that contract ran out because he already got dinged up once and he's only been back for like what four months five months something like that so i think that could just be a timing issue kind of thing with him could we see a second mini shake-up right before the fox Thing starts. 
I hope not. Yes, I think so. I think so. Because, I mean, it, you know, we have so, you know, we, we've got a, a few months to go. So I, I think there's, there's still going to be some moving and shaking, man. They're still trying to figure this shit out, quite frankly. That's what I feel. They're still trying to figure this shit out. Next topic? Okay, nobody. Well, oh no, I thought go. you guys. I thought you guys were done. Go ahead. I gave my love to yeah, you guys Karen. She promised she'd be true, but when I came back from war, I found five British soldiers had their way with her. It was consensual. I'm gonna make Lord. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Lord Alfred follow that. Promotional consideration (laughs) paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out the bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressive. Make sure you check it out. Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always. Use your head. Mr. Platt, Mr. Belez, let's talk a little bit about all elite wrestling and what's going to be happening with their TV deal. I've been saying for months and months upon months, we're going to get Tuesday Night Dynamite, and we're going to get it on TNT. And all their fathers oh, were hanged, and the children all got pink eye, and all their Harry Potter books were It wasn't good when Will Ferrell did it, and it was slightly better when you did it, Platt. Let me just put it that way. I I thought it was as well. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) I mean, Tuesday Night Dynamite being on TNT, (laughs) I mean, I think there's some wordplay there. And that's the reason why you wanted it on TNT and not TBS. So... I don't hate it. We know it's going to be on Turner because I think Turner released their fall schedule and we know it's going to be on one of the two. I haven't seen anything confirming one or the have other. Have they, though? Yes, Turner did release their ha- fall Have schedule. they, though? They did. When? When? A couple days ago. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious, man. I'm not, I'm not even fucking with you, man, because I haven't seen it. I, it was, yes. Tur- Turner released that their fall schedule, they have AEW slated for Turner TV, but they just don't they don't have it labeled for TNT or TBS. So the major argument currently is is it TNT or TBS? I like Tunney's take on TNT because I like the wordplay. So I think it's cute. And I'm I'm leaning towards TNT. But it, it could just as easily be TBS. But we know it's Turner and we know they have Jim Ross and who the hell is it? Did they get Excalibur also for that? Or... Yes, they got Excalibur, and they, there's another announcement there as well. I just can't remember who it is. But Ed, Jim Ross and Excalibur are there, and there's another one too. Uh, maybe uh, Tunney can do his job and do some goddamn fact-checking for us while we're talking. But yeah, so I, I like my job TNT is the choice between the two bigger Turner networks. What about you, 
plat would well, you prefer TBS or TNT? Well, the problem with TNT is that they do NBA on Tuesday nights now, so that's kind of a conflict of interest. So I, I would see TBS, but I don't know, man. And I'm still pissy about the whole Turner thing because, goddammit, it took y'all Mellon Farmers 18, 19 years to realize that wrestling was a viable brand on your brand. You know what I mean? Like, we could have still had WCW popping off, man, but, you know, you motherfuckers anyway. Well, that but, was the AOL Time Warner thing that fucked that whole part up. Not well, necessarily that's still, Turner. That's still the ownership, though, isn't it? I mean, who was Total Broadcasting owned by now? Again, PC, let's do some fact-checking. And while he's doing fact-checking, let me ask you a question, Belaz. I'm, I'm sure you've heard the rumors that they, they initially they had a deal on the table with Showtime, and they turned that down because you know, Showtime's a premium channel. And See, now the, the, the scuttlebutt that we're hearing is that they're doing a, a what is it, a, a revenue share deal with Turner, which I, I personally, I find that kind of hard to believe. But what do you think? I'm not 100% sure on that either myself because some people were saying that you know they're gonna have to pay turner to be on the network and then i heard revenue share <sighs> it's weird because tv tv's in an odd spot now and i'm not a thousand percent sure which one is better if it's good just to have a show or if it's good to have a certain structure to how you monetize commercials and who gets what piece of it as long as it's not that shitty syndication thing that ROH has, I think they're fine. And it's not the Pursuit Channel, because no one fucking gets that, and that's why people don't really watch Impact. So AEW's definitely swinging a lot better than the other mid-major promotions or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Alex Marvez is your third commentator. Um, and what's the other thing you want me to look oh, up? Man. Ownership of Turner. It used to be Time no, Warner I, I, no, I don't know. It's, no, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah, Ted. Yeah, ownership of Turner. And... Okay, cool. Uh, um, so should I go insider baseball here, or do you all think that the listeners will find that boring? Who owns AOL? That that was another one you were supposed to be looking up. I think that that's a, AOL is not really a thing anymore. So, but that's who merged with Time Warner, dissolved. right? That's yeah, my whole yeah point. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Oh, Comcast bought Time Warner. But should I, should I Comcast. Go say, oh, Comcast what? bought Time Warner? That's what I thought. Oh, okay. Okay, okay so that, it could really just be the fact that ownership is different now, because if Comcast is in play instead of Time Warner and AOL is obviously not the same place they used to was, that could be why they have a change in, you know, perspective. AT&T so, owns so everything. AT&T. Okay, so should we go a little insider baseball to kind of break down how this thing works, or do y'all think that the listeners will find that boring? Depends on how deep you dive. Well, Give okay, us a first review of the insider baseball. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, so how typically how this works is that, and I'm just going to go with sports here because that's a lot easier easier and it's going to go a lot faster and we're working with time constraints and I've already wasted like two minutes. But uh, So typically how it works is that cable networks, they'll sign up for you know professional sports and I'm going to include professional wrestling with that and they'll give them an upfront large sum of money because they know that on the back end they're going to be able to make that money back through selling advertisements during those particular shows. And in essence, what that means is that you work for the cable company. And 
they'll end up doing is uh, cable companies and, and just channels in general, they have these things that are called upfronts. And they have a lot of people from the industry. They'll bring in like celebrities that are associated with the network and blah, blah, blah. And they'll feed you and, and get you drunk and shit like that. But all it is is a dog and pony, pony show to uh, sell their shows to advertisers and they'll let the advertisers know what shows they have coming up for the fall season and then try to sell advertisers on those particular shows you know what i mean now the difference with that and a a revenue share is that and i'm just going to use an hour just because it's a lot easier for me to do that because i've been drinking it's a lot easier for me to break down like a compound fraction so let's say that you buy an hour of television on a cable network like I said, like how it typically works, especially if you're a live sporting event, the network in themselves pay you a large sum of money for that hour, and then they'll try to get their money back through the advertisers by selling advertising for your particular show. So in a revenue share, how that works is that, let's say, again, you have an hour of television. Typically, that hour is really going to be like 45 minutes which leaves you 15 minutes for commercials. So in a revenue share, what happens is that out of that 15 minutes for commercials, the network themselves take seven and a half minutes and you take seven and a half minutes and both of you all all are responsible individually for bringing ad dollars to the table or for uh, selling advertising space for your seven and a half minutes for that particular program. And that's how that works. And I mean, it can be very lucrative. Like, I don't know if y'all know who Byron Allen is. He was like this corny-ass black comedian, but this melon farmer mm-hmm. became a a, mil- a billionaire, rather, doing that exact, following that exact model that I just let you down. Like, all them court shows and shit like that that come on during the day, those was him. And he, he became a He's big- the Flash, right? No. That's Barry Allen, you motherfucker. Oh! Oh, okay, thank you. But that's neither here nor there. Anything I said is neither here nor there, but that's how revenue share works. So it can be lucrative if you're somebody that is bringing a television show to the table and you're able to sell that ad space. But a couple of problems with that is, number one, there's a certain stigma when it comes to wrestling and advertising dollars. This is a reason why you don't see a lot of uh, like iPhone commercials or even car commercials during uh, WWE when they're on UFA because although although wrestling attracts that 18 to 35 demographic that advertisers foam over the mouth for the prevailing logic and conception around wrestling is that most of their fan base is very low brow and low income so they don't have a lot of cash to spend so not a lot of high-end advertisers want to go in on that that's why you see like slim jim commercials and verizon wireless and excuse me shit like that you know what i mean now on I the other see end, more Ford commercials than sheesh. And on the other end of that, it's hard for me to believe that a network like or networks like Turner Broadcasting would be willing to give prime time slots to an entity that they had to do a timeshare with or do a revenue share with, when they could easily put something on there in prime time that's probably going to draw ratings. So doubling back a little bit, where all these rumors came from were that. There was a deal on the table with Turner, and then when they looked at All In and they saw that that was basically a ring of honor production, they lost faith in AEW, and then as a result of that, they offered them this time. It's hard for me to believe that a a, a primetime cable entity like Turner 
would be willing to do a uh, a timeshare in a primetime slot unless they were going to do AEW and syndication, kind of like Sinclair does Ring of Honor, or if it's going to be, you know, late night type shit, like when ECW was on the Nashville network at 12 o'clock at night. And I don't know if anything I just said made any sense. I hope it did. And if it didn't, fuck everybody. It it makes sense. I get, I get what you say. It didn't sound like it made sense the way you just said it made sense, motherfucker. No, 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 no. It made sense. It did sound like you were saying a lot of nothing at certain points. But, you know, bringing it all together, it made, it made plenty of sense that you don't see why they would have to rely on AEW to bring stuff in when they could just do something that they know is a known entity to get time for prime time. I get that. But any kind of weird contract that they drew up or weird offer that, or anything that seems weird to you, I think the cons kind of add enough stroke in there for even if they wouldn't necessarily be a thousand percent sure this could work. The fact that you, you got billionaires like the cons with plenty of connections through uh, what the European football league and American football, like I, I'm, I'm pretty sure money talks. So they were willing to kind of roll the dice, even if it didn't seem a hundred percent, you know, lucrative or a hundred percent solid. So you believe this bullshit narrative about them possibly having a uh, time or an ad revenue share agreement with Turner Broadcasting? You believe that? I don't necessarily believe it, but I'm willing to believe that whatever contract that Turner kind of threw at them, be it wonky be it straightforward it's it's all believable given who's who's involved in the process it's nothing is necessarily beyond the scope of reason i don't like it after you explained it but you know it's possible and that's why it doesn't make sense to me that they would do an ad revenue share because if that's the case they just wouldn't have the motherfucker on uh on tv if you have to do an ad revenue share for a primetime slot, and if they're positioning themselves on a Tuesday night and they do the NBA on Turner on Tuesday nights, like, you're not going to do an ad revenue share. Unless, again, like, it's going to be syndicated like Sinclair does with TNA and it's going to come on and God knows what hour. Or uh, wage, doing some shit. Same difference. What, what What did I say? You said TNA. Okay, yeah, I meant Ring of Honor. Who gives a shit? But y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> man, who I know, that's why I just yeah. said same difference. Just wanted to clear the air. Yeah, he gives a shit. We know what man, we're talking about. Man. <laughs> or if it's going to be, you know, in, in late night, like, you know, at midnight or some shit like that. Like, other than that, it just doesn't make sense to me why they would do an ad revenue share. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. And you're saying that they've already announced that AEW is going to be on their platforms in some shape, form, or fashion. I haven't seen that yet because I don't think I don't think Turner has done their um, upfront yet. I think they don't do them till like May or something like that. But I don't know, man. Ago. I don't, oh, I don't okay. know if it was early leaks or whatever, but a couple days ago Turner already announced what they're gonna have on their fall lineup. And that's that's when a lot of places jumped on it as AEW has it, but we just don't know where yet and we don't know when. So we don't know if it's going to be Tuesday 6.05 just to kind of bring back the old feel of the 6.05 Saturday or if it's like you said where it's going to be at like 11 or midnight or bumblefuck in the morning. You know what I mean? So we'll find out. I mean, I'm we, we all know that I haven't exactly been the 1000% AEW fanboy, but it, it's going to be interesting. And any place that's offering another place for people to get paid and go wrestle – that's always good. 
So I don't want it to fail. I just don't really know what the fuck is going to go on. But we'll find out come September, October time. I think a perfect Indeed. I think a perfect Thanks. time slot would be 8.30 to 10 Eastern on Tuesdays. That's right, 90 minutes. I think 90 minutes would be perfect for them. I don't mind 90 minutes. It's, it's a nice number. Helps them stand out, too. It does. I could go with the two hours, but yeah, 90 minutes is good as well. Next topic? Next topic? And all day. And this is the point where the crowd cheers now, right? Because they, they get into the you suck and then they cheer after that. Anyway. Uh, you got to deal with it, balls. I'm sorry. We just like to sing. <laughs> no, that, that's Platt sighing for a change. Oh, oh fuck you. you no, definitely... that was me cheering, motherfucker. <sighs> oh, it sounds that like sounds hissing. like an exasperated sigh. Yeah. That didn't sound like a, yeah. ador- like a duration or adoring mm-hmm. cheers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was supposed to sound like a capacity crowd cheering. Yeah, well, try again. You know, that's just like uh, <laughs> your opinion, man. That's probably the first time I've ever used that like clip how he correctly. Me for the assumed sigh, though. That I was, was, I was like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. Apologies I mean, all around from PC Tony. Asshole on the podcast. I'm I'm an asshole, but I'm not smug. I know. I just like how you set it up, and Tony's like, "Fuck you, balls," and I'm like, "I didn't even say anything this time." Please believe me. Crocky, that's a naughty little snake. All right, Undertaker and Kurt Angle pulled from Starcast, but goodness gracious, if we didn't replace them with Kobashi. Thank you. You noticed. That's such a better name. I, can't, well, can't I know Balls is going to get... I know you're going to get moist about that, of course. Balls about to get rock hard for ejaculation. <laughs> moist and hard at the same time. You sound like a uh, Parisian bakery. I don't even know how that made sense, but it sounds so just... funny. It did sound funny and disgusting all at the same time, which works for Parisian, so I'll give you points. Hell, I'm never going to look at a baguette the same way again. Yeah, boy. I don't know what people have expected here, though. Like, did you really expect that Undertaker and Kurt Angle, who, for all we know, are still signed to WWE Legends contracts? Like, what did y'all expect? I mean, this WWE pulling rank and pulling their dick out, and, you know, they got the biggest dick in the land right now. There was prevailing logic that 
Taker was no longer affiliated with WWE a few months ago when he like removed all the WWE branding at some point. And I don't know if that was a work or if he was in between contracts. So he had to take off all the branding and then he signed another one shortly before his little thing with Elias on Raw after WrestleMania. I don't know. But what it probably is just WWE made sure that they lock those people up so that anybody associated with AEW doesn't get any kind of rub off of them. Shit. I mean, they cut out the little Billy Gunn Triple H jab from the Hall of Fame speech when you when they replayed it on a USA. Like they didn't even keep in the whole Vince can't fire me thing. So it's smart. It's good business. You you don't give away, you know, any kind of cross promotion for free when they're technically competition. And hey, Kenta Kobashi is fucking huge. Kenta Kobashi is one of the biggest fucking names in Japan. He's the biggest. Well, yeah, I'd say he's the biggest living uh, oh, okay. pillar That's of big. heaven. The, big, ah! the biggest. Well, I had I had to think about how I was wording that because Kawada is regarded by a lot of people as pretty high, but Kobashi is probably the biggest, best name, one of the most well-regarded yeah. champions from the Four Pillars of Heaven. So, yeah, Kobashi is gigantic yeah. for the right crowd. I, I, that is the I, right crowd. I hate to agree with you, but you're probably right because I wanted to throw Muda out there, but Muda, you're probably right. That probably is the... You're, Muda, you're Muda right. Is, Muda hey, is a talking about like Rickadozi and and, and 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 you're right. We're talking about Rickadozi and uh you know Antonio Inoki and yeah you're you're right. You're yeah, right. from from the old school with the Ricky Doza and the Antonio Inoki, the Giant Baba. That's one thing. Forgot about Giant Baba. All right, Muda, yeah. Muda right. and Chono. They're they're more known as the New Japan Three Musketeers with uh, I think Shinya Hashimoto. And the four pillars of heaven are Misawa, Kobashi, Kawada, and Tawe. And the pillars technically got bigger because everybody knows Misawa and Kobashi and Kawada to some degree. And they were kind of what all Japan made their bread and butter off of in the 90s. And then they all branched out with Misawa making Noah, Kobashi kind of floating with Misawa, Noah, Kawada stayed in all Japan, and New Japan kind of worked independently, but sometimes they, they cross-promoted within one another. But Kobashi is, Kobashi is a huge name, especially for the AEW crowd. The hardcore smart mark, you know, lots of them are j- j- uh, Japanese Poro fans. <laughs> it's late, stop it. <laughs> if you smell <laughs> That's all, folks. But you know what I mean. Like, it, it's. You know, I'm a little upset that you haven't made your own lyrics to that yet. Just something like like call up the sushi shop and start it from there, and just be like, get yourself a bento box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, call up the sushi shop. Get yourself a bento box. You know what I mean? Like I'm surprised. Here we go, California roll. <laughs>
but, but before I get into the AEW talk, man, can we all agree that on SmackDown Tuesday night that uh, 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 the Kyrie Sane and my girl Asuka coming out together, they looked utterly ridiculous. I can't be the only person on the face of the planet that thought that they looked ridiculous coming out together. They look Japanese. No, no, they didn't look Japanese. Like, individually, they have gimmicks. That's cool. It works. But as a collective, their gimmicks together, like Voltron, it's way too much. They both look ridiculous. Somebody's got to come out not wearing something, man. No, see, this is the beauty. They're going to be known as the Pirates of Tomorrow. And then when Io Shirai comes up, it's going to be Sky Captain and the Pirates of Tomorrow. That's exactly how they're going to do it. It's going to be a giant movie reference, and Paige is going to talk for all of them. Did did you watch SmackDown? Yes. They didn't look ridiculous coming out with all that regalia. They They look normal. That's their gimmicks. They look ridiculous together. They will eventually... Okay. Eventually, they will probably come up with tandem outfits. But right now, they're just the two that Paige wanted to put together. It's Paige's project, and that's all they're being framed as. So I'm not upset with the fact that they don't have a tandem gimmick to kind of smooth out the look just yet. Because it looks like they've got to get through the original tag team, like the rest of Absolution, before Paige can move on to new girlfriends or however the fuck they're, they're you know, framing this. But I'm I'm fine with it. Like shit, it took Bobby Roode and you know Chad Gable a while before they started getting like matching outfits. It all and like Cesaro and Sheamus kind of came out doing their own thing, purposely looking clunky before they started doing you know the the kind of mixed mixed uh, entrance music and coming out in kilts and the and the glasses and everything. So it's it's something that just give it time, give it time. They just well, look like themselves. It's fine. Well, Nobody well, hates first it. First off. First off, I didn't want to bring up Bobby Roode because I feel like all the good jokes about his crushed ass have already been used. So I didn't want to go there. But they looked utterly ridiculous, man. Like somebody's going to have to make a change. It just is what it is. Now, as far as the AEW thing, yeah, I I guess I've said what I I had to say. Like that doesn't surprise me at all, especially considering that The Undertaker is booked for The Jam in the Sand Part 3 which comes up a month after StarCast. So that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, I'm in the minority here where I don't really think that Conrad Thompson has a working relationship with AEW. Like, I believe what he says where they're just friends. Like, you know, And again, that might be my naivete, but I, I believe him when he says like he's just friends with uh, uh, Tony Khan, Shaka Khan's son, and of course with Cody and the Bucks and this and that. Like, if it comes out that they do have more of a relationship, you know that that that's what happens. But I I, I look at Starcast like like I look at WrestleCon. You know what I mean? They're 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 they play off each other, but they're uh, totally separate entities. Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, Shaka WrestleCon, which is which is not a 
bad way to look at it. Like, I get what you're saying. And you really think Conrad's going to admit to being involved with AEW any more than he is when Shivani is still involved with MLW to some degree, but because of baseball season, that messed up his ability to, you know, commentate on some of the stuff. And I think him and Bruce Pritchard are still doing the, the what happened stuff. So that's WWE now. I really don't think he wants to admit that there's more behind it because that would fuck up way too much of his cash flow at the moment. So it's much better to say you're just friends than, you know, a side chick. That's fair. And shout out to Conrad Thompson as well. He has as many jobs as me. It just so happens that his jobs are much more lucrative than mine. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but we literally yeah, but we literally have the same amount of jobs. Oh, no, I get it. And, it. and I can't disrespect the hustle. But, again, I think he's just adding lip service when we know there's more to it, but he just can't say it's more that'll just fuck up his money. Yeah, fair enough. You might be right. Maybe I'm being naive. Which is kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing to have somebody with a more positive, you know, face value outlook on some stuff. Everybody can't be jaded and cynical all the time. Well, just because I don't wake up in the morning and drink a bottle of poison, motherfucker, like you. Like, come on, man. You know, you can't say that. My job doesn't know I go to work drunk. Well, they will now. No, they won't, because then they won't know how I act when I'm sober. It'll just be a complete fucking 180, and they won't know what's going on. <laughs> well, I, I pray you're at least drinking vodka, because they can't smell it. No, no, whiskey, man. What do you, got invented say, mouthwash for a reason. What am I talking about? You're a white dude, man. You're probably taking, like, rails of coke to the face before you go into the office. No, no, I never was a coke guy. Like, you know, I do, I do a little bit of the, the bud and a lot of drinking. But yeah, Coke is a little too eighties for me, bud. Ecstasy, that was ecstasy was fun in the like the early two thousands when raving and techno was really cool. The glow sticks are a motherfucker when you get yeah, yeah, yeah. See, you, you know, you know that get the German techno going and and play with the light switches. I don't know where it went. God damn it! You got rid of it. That's what she said. <laughs> I, I, I never fought, fell too far off the cliff. I was uh, I was gateway. I eat marijuana. I was mm-hmm. prohibition. I eat liquor and and booze. Mm-hmm. And I, I did dabble in the occasional uh, pill here and there, but not ecstasy. More like a like a Viking and shit like that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty innocent as long as you don't go over the top with that kind of stuff. Although I can see how it's very easy to go over the top with that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, because it makes you feel invincible, so it's just as wonderful. (laughs) Yes, it's such a wonderful feeling. Like, I started off with a half a pill, and then I had to do the whole pill, and then I had to take two at a time. It's like, oh, I see how this shit happens. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes, okay. Yes. Because what I did, and I'm kind of telling myself, but I feel like the statute of limitations is over now. So when I was in college, I, I sold weed to, you know, keep money in my pocket and whatever, whatever. And I had a, a a friend of mine. She had her wisdom teeth pulled, and they gave her Vicodin for the pain. And she knew, you know, what I did on campus. And she said, "Hey, I got these Vicodins in this prescription, man. Maybe you can get rid of." Them. So I was like, "Okay, cool." But as any good seller will tell you, you gotta try your product out before you can sell it, because what the <laughs> hell else are you gonna know what you're talking about, right? True. Yeah. True. <laughs> 
So I started with a half a bill, and I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. And then eventually, again, like I said, I moved up to a full bill. And then before I knew it, I was, you know, I was down to them two at a time with a, a bottle of beer. So I saw, oh, yeah, I see how this works now. Yeah, I probably need to pull back a little bit. Well, I'm, I'm glad you were able to restrain yourself because lots of people don't. Lots of people just keep wanting that same high feeling. So they go from half to one to two to four to ten to dead so that's kind of that's kind of how that path works that's fair enough man like there's only two vices that i didn't pick up and that was the opioids and gambling you really never dabbled in the gambling or you mean you never dove into it as a vice oh no i dabbled in the gambling and i got fucked up in the game that's why i don't gamble anymore oh really yeah Oh, see, I, I got lucky when I was working about 10 years ago at a bank. There was a, a work uh, customer that had, like, his own little pool thing going on. I think I made about five grand out of that whole thing because it was a really, really good year, and I had a couple, like, perfect weeks, and it obviously paid out better depending on how many you got right and all that other shit. So at that point, I kind of stopped. But well, No, what fucked me up is I got caught out here ass-betting the uh, UFC or excuse me, USC versus Texas National Ooh. Championship game. That was the uh, the uh, UFC team or the USC team with Reggie Bush and Matt Leonard and all of them, oh, okay. and the Texas yeah. team versus uh, with uh, Vince Carter. And I got caught up there as betting for Vince that Young. game. So if y'all don't know, an ass bet is when you bet money, but you don't have the money to cover mm-hmm. the bet in case you lose. So i.e., if you lose, that's your ass. That's yeah. why it's called an ass bet. And, yeah, I got caught out there doing that because I thought there was no way in hell that USC was going to lose that game. And lo and behold, by the boom, bada bing, they lost that game. Vince Carter was magic that game. He was, and that's what cured me of my gambling addiction. Yeah, I can imagine. (laughs) Not Vince Carter. I made out real well and didn't want to tempt fate. You're like, I got raped. And I'm like, okay, we're good. I got caught up there fucked up. Like, thank God. uh, Thank God I got a mouthpiece on me so I was able to talk myself out of it before I was able to get the money. But, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. And anything you want to add, Tony? Any kind of like you know, drug admission, gambling, and you know, this is this is just you know, it's a safe space. It's just like Firefly Funhouse. It's a safe space. We can talk. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Two things. One, Miranda's not on this show. So stop that. And two, fuck you! <laughs> fuck. Shout, shout out to Miranda. She's actually kind of cute. Like, she's straight for the stroke, and I, I'm going to probably get some heat you for that. You stalking her or something? What the fuck are you getting at? <laughs> yeah, I've probably said too much already. You, I'm you just saying did, shout out to Miranda. Her gimmick is she ain't got a Twitter, so you had to go looking for that on Facebook. Oh, wait until I, Reba finds out. Your balls will be in that next track. But... Before oh. Avengers. <laughs> Bruh, my balls are already in the crock pot, man, if you only knew. So, anywho, why don't you let good folks know where they can find you? 
<laughs> you ain't helping yourself at all. We'll be we'll be finding you in the Atlanta General City Morgue or something like that. <laughs> so, all right, at least I'll be on Twitter for a little bit till Amber finds me. Which, haha, lots of people, lots of white people in New Jersey. She'll never be able to figure it out. So, IWC War Chief, Twitter, find me. Chris, while you're alive, where can people find you? She gonna fuck around and kill Vince Russo, thinking it's you. But you can. <laughs> Well, I'll be happy about that. Amber will be a hero then. <laughs> hey, man, you all can find me on Twitter momentarily at the Real C Platt. But more importantly than that, make sure you guys go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up your official chair shot merchandise. If you enjoy what we do and all the content we provide, show your boys some love. Please and thank you. Thank you. Please. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And. I had to belch, I beg your pardon, but the party doesn't end here, folks. We're going to do pot is more. And if you enjoyed this show and what we do, bruh, it's five dollars. Literally, for five goddamn motherfucking melon farming dollars. You can get more of the great content that the chair shop provides for you. Just go to WWE, I ain't even going to go all that way. Just go to patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, patreon.com forward slash the chair shot. And for $5, if you enjoy what we provide you and everything and all the great shows and content that we provide on the chair shot.com, for $5, not only will you get it early, you'll get more, folks. Again, the chair shot.com, we're not just a website, we're a movement. Mr. Tunney, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me uncomfortable in the Midwest. Why are you uncomfortable? Is this still snowing there? No, I was just referencing back to earlier conversations. Okay, cool. So, hey, for the commissioner, PC Tunney. That that would have been funny three minutes ago. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what you said, but whatever he said. For the commissioner, PC Tunney. For Mr. Andrew, don't call me Snowflake Balls Blaz. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. We surely appreciate you. God bless each and every one of you. Hopefully, I'll be here next week to be able to <laughs> be able to perform on Fighters War. And until next time, Shalom. Hit it, Carly. I don't even know why I played that. That was horrible.
Yeah, why would you play the Olympics theme? Are we I, thought, I, thought was, I thought it was Animal. Kurt Angles. I thought it was Kurt Angles theme song again. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, I got you. You suck. Yes, you do. You suck. Whip de doo. You suck. How about you? You suck. Is that your Firefly Fun House like segment right there for Kurt Angle? Those are actually Amber's ad libs, so I'm kind of. Oh really? Right yeah, okay. seriously, yeah. Because so I do the "you suck" and she would add the ad libs whenever Kurt came out. So you're doing some damage control so she doesn't murder you in your sleep. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.